and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. When I was in junior high and high school, taking my math courses, I had a favorite eraser. Now, I can say that I had a favorite eraser on the one hand because my father introduced me to this eraser and it's like really efficient and very like ergonomically pleasing. It's a triangle shape and it's like a nice hefty weight. Uh, now, the other reason that I can have a favorite eraser is because of the number of times I used that eraser during my math and physics homework. The mistakes were many. In elementary school as well, we had the main area of the school near the front office. Uh, it had a few prize machines, you know, like the toy capsule vending machines. Well, we had some that would give you cool pencils and special erasers. The erasers were the best. They came in all sorts of shapes and sizes, and some of them you could even put on top of your pencil, and others you just kind of kept at your desk. I think one of my favorites was a monster eye. I think it must have been Frankenstein or something because it was green, like it was green and then the eye. Uh, so a monster eye and a pink flower were the top contenders for my favorite. Uh, the racers themselves were kind of awful though. <laughs> they really just smudged stuff, but they looked pretty cool. In life, we make many mistakes, and while in my mind, the story of the first eraser comes from somebody who had like just had enough of life's little mistakes, and they were so frustrated that they just started to try and rub out their mistake on their parchment or paper or whatever with whatever was nearby, and that's how they happened to discover erasers. But that is my story, so maybe instead let's take some time to learn a little bit more about the real origin of the eraser. Turns out, I may not be too far off about people just grabbing whatever happened to be nearby to get rid of their mistake. Before erasers came into the picture, people would use clumped up pieces of bread. In the Meiji period in Japan, from 1868 to 1912, a Tokyo student is recorded as noting that they were given enough bread to erase their mistakes that they could snack off of it as well if they really wanted to. Erasers, or rubbers, as they are also called in the UK and Commonwealth areas like South Africa, Ireland, Canada, etc., can be used to erase markings from paper as well as parchment and vellum. The nickname rubber came from the action of rubbing either wax or rubber on parchment, papyrus, or paper in order to remove markings. The first erasers were made from rubber, thus the name in the UK and Commonwealth. These days, cheaper erasers are made from synthetic rubber or soy-based gum, with more specialized erasers, or the higher-class ones, being made from gum-like substances, plastic and vinyl. Before we got the erasers we're familiar with today, however, in addition to pieces of bread, we would also use wax tablets to erase charcoal or lead-based writings. Rough pieces of stone, like pumice or sandstone, could also be used to erase mistakes written in ink on papyrus or parchment. Ancient Greeks and Romans would use wax tablets that could be smoothed out to allow for erasing that way. They would also use palimpsests that was kind of a special kind of manuscript that allowed for the words to be written on it, and then they could wash or scrape the words off, and the manuscript could be reused. So that would be kind of closer to the idea of like a whiteboard or a chalkboard as opposed to paper, reusable versus erasable. Like not saying that as a whiteboard, but just kind of like think in those terms. It was in 1770 that we saw the first reported eraser that was both marketed and distributed in a larger sense, and this particular eraser's invention belonged to an engineer named Edward Nairn. Nairn shared his invention as part of a competition. Nairn's erasers were a bit expensive, however, selling a half-inch cube of eraser for three shillings. 
Nairn reports that the invention came when he accidentally missed his breadcrumbs for erasing and picked up a piece of rubber instead, but it worked, and he started making rubber erasers after that. Raw rubber, however, did not last very long. It was super crumbly and sometimes was smelly. So it was Charles Goodyear's vulcanization of rubber in 1839 that really made erasers much more reliable and gave them a longer shelf life. You can check out the episode on rubber to learn more about that. In the United States in 1858, we see the first patent for an eraser stuck to the end of a pencil. This was filed by Hyman Lippmann of Pennsylvania. Although the patent was later considered invalid, as it was simply putting two different inventions, a pencil and an eraser, together, which is kind of a bit of a shame for Lippmann. Most pencils sold in Europe, however, do not have erasers attached to the end, whereas in the United States, the norm is for a pencil with an eraser top. So let's get down to the different types of erasers that we see. We've got vinyl erasers, which are a softer eraser that erases better, uh, leaving fewer marks on the paper. The way this works is that the graphite being erased doesn't stay on the vinyl eraser, but rather is absorbed into vinyl scraps coming from the eraser. So erasers are kind of like, they kind of absorb or take off the graphite from the paper. And in this case, because you're rubbing it, it creates scraps and then the graphite just stays in the scraps and you can blow it away. The softer nature of this eraser also makes it less likely for you to tear the paper or canvas that you're using uh, the eraser on. This type of eraser is especially popular with engineers because of their use when making technical drawings, like especially on thinner paper. Another type of eraser is the pencil or cap eraser, either the ones already attached to a pencil or the ones that you can attach yourself. The most traditional of these being the caps shaped like hats a little bit, in my <laughs> opinion, the cone shaped ones. These were originally made from a natural rubber, but these days they've been replaced more with SBR, a synthetic rubber. This type also uses mineral fillers as well as substances like pumice. This helps the erasing by being more abrasive. They are usually pretty hard. Next, we've got the Artist Gum Eraser. This type of eraser was made from an oil, like vulcanized corn oil, with sulfur dichloride. These days, however, it is more often made from synthetic or natural rubbers or vinyl compounds. It got its nickname of Artist's Gum in 1903, and the name was trademarked in the United States in 1907. Artist's Gum is soft. It crumbles when used, but the softness allows one to use the eraser to erase large areas without destroying the paper. It does, however, leave behind a lot of eraser residue, like the eraser scraps, and it's not especially precise either. Another eraser in the artist's arsenal is the putty eraser, also known as the kneaded eraser, like with a K, like kneading bread, that kind. These can be molded and shaped to make for more precise erasing, like pulling it to a point. They can also be molded into a pattern and used for reverse blotting, which is to say that it lightens what has been drawn in like a specific pattern. These become less effective when you use them more and more because they absorb what they're erasing and then that's infused uh, with the eraser itself so it can kind of become a little smudgy. Poster putty, which is used to stick posters to surfaces, also has some eraser-like qualities. It is malleable, but rather than directly erasing, it's more like it lightens the drawing by pulling particles off of the surface. Similar to the putty eraser, it also becomes less effective over time as it absorbs more particles and oils from our skin and so on. A few other erasers include an electric eraser created in 1932 by Albert J. Dremel. There's also a fiberglass eraser, which can be used to get rid of graphite and pen marks, but can also be used to clean a circuit board, like clean marks off of it. A fiberglass eraser was used to prepare a fossil embedded in limestone. You have to be very careful when using these erasers and make sure that you protect your eyes because these erasers 
leave behind fiberglass when used, like others leave behind rubber scraps. So be careful. So whether you are erasing a mistake in your math problem or you are rewording a love letter or you are cleaning up a few mistakes as you are drawing out your new home or perhaps you need to redraw something in your artistic masterpiece, whatever the case may be, we all make mistakes in life and for the mistakes that we make on paper, erasers have got our back and for that, I am very, very grateful. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.